Welcome to Tech Junior. Hey everybody, have a great show today. We are going to be talking to Janelle Pizarro, who is a developer uh, in the Orlando community, um, as well as somebody that's involved with uh, keeping that community going and keeping it strong and supportive. Um, so we talked to Janelle about her journey as a developer and how she got into it, as well as UX microinteractions, which she's very passionate about, and animations with uh, CSS and React and all that stuff. So I uh, hope you enjoy it. If you enjoy the show, please go over to techjr.dev and click subscribe. Um, we send out a newsletter with uh, some goodies, as well as new episodes. And then uh, tweet us, leave a review on iTunes, tell all your friends. Anything that you can do really helps us out. Uh, welcome to Tech Junior. My name is Lee Work Junior, full stack JavaScript developer. I have with me Eddie. Hey, it's Eddie, front end developer. And we've got a special guest. We have Janelle Pizarro. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Hi! You can't see me. I don't know why I'm waving like a loon. <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> oh, well, thanks. <laughs> so uh, Janelle um, is an Orlando developer, yeah. uh, has has some experience uh, working with um, Ember.js and Angular now, uh, a lot of CSS. Um, She's also and- the happiest person I've ever met. Probably Aww. true. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. I, I love that. <laughs> so uh, Janelle also does a lot of work with the Orlando community and, and the tech scene. So uh, we thought it would be great to have her on the show and, and kind of talk about her experience with development and how she got into all that. So uh, that being said, if you could uh, tell us how you got into coding and how this whole thing started. Oh, cool. Yay. Um. So hello uh, again. Uh, I am I'm Janelle, uh, as they said. I know, right? I, I, I talk with my hands a lot. I am so sorry. Um, so I got into development uh, a few years back, uh, about four and a half years ago now. Um, and I got into it because um, of makeup, which is a really weird story, um, I guess. But um I was a bartender and a server for a really long time. And uh, one of the things that they tell you when you're a bartender or a server is that if you're not wearing makeup, then you're doing it wrong and you're probably not going to make tips. So um, I had a lot of make. I know it's really kind of sad and depressing, but uh, just notice like if you ever have a lady bartender or a lady server and she doesn't have makeup on, you're probably not going to tip her as much as you tip somebody. Who I don't think this ever happened, it's just, actually. It's, it's a thing, I promise. It's a thing. So, like, usually you make more money if you wear makeup, right? So, anyway, I had a ton of makeup, ton of it, and I uh, did not organize it ever. So, I needed to figure out why um, I was buying the same shade of nude lip gloss a million times. Um, and I was like, you know what? I could just build an app for that, right? Because everybody can build apps. It's it's normal. It's it should be easy. And uh, it was not easy, and I couldn't do it by myself. <laughs> it was the worst thing ever, and I had a miserable time trying to do it all on my own. And so I went to I quit my job entirely and uh, went to the Iron Yard in Saint Petersburg. So I was like, goodbye, family, goodbye, friends. I will be in a different city, and I will not see you for three months. What is, uh, or what was the Iron Yard? Oh, yeah. The Iron Yard was a boot camp, uh, and you 
essentially worked your butt off uh, for anywhere between 40 to 80 hours a week, depending on whether or not you had a life. Um, and yeah, you just essentially just did nothing but code. And that's what I did. Uh, so I spent three months literally coding every second of every waking moment. Like I was literally coding and eating breakfast at the same time. It was like an actual thing. I was doing. <laughs> Whoa. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so did that. And then afterwards got, um, a pretty dope job at Skill Crush. Uh, love that place still to this day. It is an incredible company that teaches women and other people, um, how to code. So it's a super awesome, uh, place and it holds a special place in my heart. Um, and yeah, in, in, uh, in the Iron Yard for sure, as well as at Skill Crush, I became really, really fond of, um, CSS, um, because I really was like very huge on on JavaScript because I wanted to build that makeup app, which I eventually did. But um, yeah, I, wa- I really wanted to build that makeup app. So I was like, JavaScript, it's awesome. And I should just only do JavaScript all the time and Firebase all the things. And, you know, I really, <laughs> Firebase. <laughs> I know Firebase all the things. I know I sound like a sound like our coworker, Dwayne. Yeah, I was just gonna say, the inside joke that only the three of us know. <laughs> Dwayne does love Firebase. Yeah. Dwayne, I'm does. about to build something in Firebase too. You should Anyways. totally do it. It's amazing. Yeah, it um, is. It is. <laughs> um, but yeah, like CSS is really just kind of like made me super happy and frustrated, and then happy again <laughs> all at the same time, and it's just this wonderful like emotional relationship that I would never give up for anything in the world. And so it's my favorite. Yeah. When, uh, when you pull stuff off with CSS, you're like, I am the master of all things UI. <laughs> yeah. But then when you can't do something in CSS, you're like, I'm just going to go live under my desk for a while yep. <laughs> and uh, I will emerge later when I feel better <laughs> about this, <laughs> when I can overcome this failure. Yeah. Um, but going back to, uh, to when you got out of the boot camp, so like, First of all, what did they teach you? What was the the tech stack, I guess, in the Iron Yard at the time? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so at the time, uh, we were doing uh, JavaScript um, and we did React. Um, so did lots of React for a long time. Um, that was both a nightmare and also really, really cool at the same time. So initially, I hated React so much. <laughs> Like, it was just so annoying to me. I did not understand why it existed. And I was like, why can't we just do everything in regular JavaScript? It already works. <laughs> um, so I ended up really liking it to a point where it became a crutch. So definitely a, a thing to tell people is uh, don't rely on a framework ever, because then you'll uh, you'll be stuck on that framework and won't learn anything else, right? Um, That's good advice. It uh, was not fun when I actually had to learn a different framework. And I was like, oh, wait, what? This is not React. Uh, so not not a good time. Uh, definitely learn learn your JavaScript, love your JavaScripts, um, and don't be married to a framework for sure. Um, yeah, that's what essentially I learned was JavaScript, CSS, HTML, um, all of that stuff. And I had literally never written a line of HTML or CSS in my entire life. 
Uh, and I didn't even have a Mac at the time either before uh, the boot camp. They required you to have a Mac. Everyone had to have a Mac um, unless you were on .NET. Um, and then, yeah, so I was both learning how to use my computer and learning how to code at the same time. It was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> that does That's sound cool. No, yeah. no, it's not too bad. I mean, using a Mac from PC isn't that like a huge leap. Oh, I hated it. When I, <laughs> I first got hired and they were like, here's your Mac. I was like, oh, man, come on. So <laughs> when I was in college, we had to do it because all the like Photoshop and Illustrator stuff was on a, on the Mac. And uh, it, was, it wasn't too bad. I felt so crippled because I didn't know any of the keyboard shortcuts. And I was oh, really yeah, yeah. About yeah, wanting to like thing. you know tab between windows and yeah like the all those behaviors are different so uh, yeah. i felt like i had a ball and chain around my neck while i was trying to, to code <laughs> exactly um, you feel like that episode where like dwight is exercising you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> he's got the giant thing on the bottom you're like all right dwight <laughs> yeah. so um when you got out of the iron yard how hard was it to find that first job oh absolutely miserable uh, it was the worst. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm not being supportive at all. I'm just like, this, everything is terrible, but it's, I mean, it's not, it's amazing. Um, so no, it was really, really hard. Um, you definitely had to like stand out from everybody else. Right. And I already had pink hair, so that was like, you know, a given, but other than that, like I wasn't really standing out. Um, and I was trying so hard. I was doing all the things and, um, I couldn't get that job and it was very frustrating. And, um, what ended up doing it for me, I think, was going to meetups. So I ended up, uh, going to, uh, ODevs and Lady Devs. And I got really into being at Lady Devs because it felt like a really awesome supportive community, not for just women, but also for like non-binary people and, you know, people of color and also like men, just like any kind of like just the community as a whole was just more loving there um, in Lady Devs. Um, so you didn't feel like people were going to say, oh, well, you're dumb for not knowing this cool latest new JavaScript trend. Right. And um, it was just really, really awesome. You could ask questions and, and be yourself. And um, I just fell in love with it and got really, really, really into the community from then on out. Is that still around? Uh, Lady Devs, yeah, it is still around. Um, okay. You can uh, check them out. They also do coffees on uh, typically, I think, Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, you can hang out and go get a coffee with a Lady Dev, which is pretty awesome. Okay. And they're very super, super supportive. Um, it's on uh, meetup.com slash Orlando Lady Devs, I believe. And I think they do Coffee Clatch is what it's called, which is pretty, pretty dope. But yeah, they're they're awesome, and uh, having that supportive environment really helped. And I actually got a job from Lady Devs, so the oh, cool. organizer of Lady Devs was like, "Hey, we're looking for somebody at uh, Skill Crush, and you know, anybody need a job, want to apply?" And then uh, she, you know, brought me aside, and because I'd spoken at the meetup um, as well. Um, a month before she was like hey why don't you apply i feel like you'd be a really great fit and i was hired quite literally two weeks later and it was amazing so what is cool. um what is skill crush 
Yeah, uh, so Skill Crush is super supportive, wonderful, loving community, very much like Lady Doves, um, that teaches uh, women, um, primarily women, but because uh, it's geared towards women, uh, but definitely everybody uh, how to code. So it's completely online. It's 100% remote. Uh, so the students are remote and the teachers are remote and uh, you get to write code and also teach. So that's pretty awesome. And it's like the coolest remote culture I've ever, ever, ever seen too, which is pretty awesome as well. So, How are they yeah. teaching? Like what's the... Uh... Uh, yeah, is this so there's all online. Yeah, it's completely 100% online. Uh, okay. So uh, there are courses. So you get you uh, sign up for courses, and you take like there's a Ruby course and a WordPress course and you know a front end course and a design course and so you go through those. Uh, they're called blueprints, um, and uh, you get help every step along the way, right? And those courses are constantly updated and students will get that uh, content no matter what. So like if they have paid for it one time eight years ago, uh, they will get the updates of that uh, and completely free. So they never have to continually pay for this product, which is really, really awesome. So they pay one time and they get it forever. Um, So they're, it's, it's really, really nifty because then they're never really behind, you know. They can always kind of learn the newest thing uh, just by going to one place. So they're really, really cool. Cool. Are you uh, Are you still working over there? I am not. Uh, I worked there for a really long time just because I couldn't let it go. It was so awesome. Um, I think I worked there for a little over a year altogether. So I was full-time for a bit. And then uh, when I got my second job, I was doing my second job as well as Skill Crush part time, so uh, definitely awesome, awesome stuff there. Cool. So, <clears throat> after you left uh, Skill Crush, what did you do from there? Uh, I went to Web Benefits, which is kind of like a, you know, like when you're signing up for your benefits uh, in your new job, and it's always like a really weird, crappy portal thing. It's like, it's just like, what do you, do you want an insurance? Yes. What do you want? What do you want? Pick it right now. It's going to be the ugliest thing ever. So I built those things. (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like you've had like a lot of positions in the the short amount of time that you've uh, been a developer. Not that you've been job hopping, but you've kind of gotten an eclectic uh, bit of experience under your belt. Yeah, I do. Definitely. (laughs) Cool. So, um. Once you kind of landed that first job, was it kind of easy to get hired after that? Or Oh, yeah. The first job is the hardest. You have to work really hard for that one and constantly be talking on Twitter to other people for no reason. Like, just at Dan Abramov, all the things. And, like, just <laughs> at everybody. Like, at every human being that you possibly could know um, to ask questions, right? Like... Um, cause that's what I did. <laughs> I was like, Hey, I have a question and, uh, I don't want to ask my teacher cause it's three o'clock in the morning and you're uh, in a different time zone. So <laughs> like, that, worked? Uh, that works. It did. Um, wow. so fun fact, use Twitter as a learning resource. Um, but yeah, I essentially just, uh, that was really, really tough. And then after that, yeah, it was, 
essentially every other job that I've gotten uh, has been, I mean, with a little bit of hard work, but also like it's who you know, right? Like, hey, I know this person and they work there, so they can vouch for me. But also here's this take home test that you have to do. Needs to be done in an hour. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, that's that's kind of been my 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 thing from Skill Crush on has always been, um, you know, kind of hey, I know somebody who works there, or if, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So it's okay. been kind of like, I guess, the community that's kind of pushed you along through your career. I guess. Hundred percent. Yeah, I have. I have definitely benefited. A lot from the community um, in everything. Honestly, they they've given me so much, and um, I I hope to just give them like even a third of one percent to back to the community. Um, it, they're just awesome, and everything that every person in the entire community, the Orlando Devs community, is just and beyond. Right? Is just they're just so great and so wonderful, and I, I love that. They always have an answer for you, and uh, they're just so supportive. At so least should I should probably I that. say <laughs> that Janelle and I work together. Oh yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, I didn't know her to... before we worked together, so <laughs> put that out there. Um, yeah, uh, the Orlando community. Uh, how did you kind of get involved with that, and how did you get started with uh, Orlando developers and where did that all start? Uh, yeah, so Sergio, uh, who he and some guy named TJ Krasinski and some other guy named Jeremy Privet, they all uh, started Orlando Devs. And then um, Jeremy uh, got a really cool job. And so he was a little bit... Um, you know, kind of swamped. And also he had, he started a family, which is awesome. And, uh, TJ moved, uh, to San Francisco because now he works at Facebook. Um, so yeah, he's pretty cool. And, uh, Sergio was just here and he was like, I've been here kind of by myself and I need some help. And so he asked me right out of the boot camp, essentially, like, he's like, you're, you just came from St. Petersburg. You're already super involved in our community. Can you be part of, you know, ODEVs? And I, he's like, I, I think you would make a wonderful addition to our team. And literally from there, I was like, yeah, sure. And I started organizing the ODEVs meetups and uh, making sure that I greeted everybody as they came in. Um, so that was a huge thing for me is making sure that everybody felt welcome um, and that they were all, you know, felt invited, you know, like that they were, that they belonged. Um, and yeah, I did that for a year and loved it. And now I'm part of the advisory board. So I don't necessarily run the meetup anymore, but I do help uh, the community team um, of the advisory board, which means every tweet that you see more than likely is written by me um, <laughs> on Odevs. Yeah. Uh, and um, I try to help people get space mm -hmm. for meetups. So if they don't uh, have a space, I try really hard to find one for them or uh, get funding, um, whatever that I can do to help the community as an outreach for ODEVs 
is my passion. And I really, really want to give back to the community that gave so much to me, you know? Yeah, so cool. for context, uh, Orlando Developers is a nonprofit group um, here in Orlando that uh, has its own meetup, but also helps out other meetups in the area and has like a lot of initiatives that they kind of do for the community, uh, the tech community. Um, so, you know, I've been to some of their meetups, uh, spoke at one of them recently. So um, they well, help not out. speak, but I've been there. <laughs> it, we'll get Eddie to speak one day. Yeah. Um, Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> fingers crossed. Find something F- fingers to crossed. talk about. I may have to put him in a headlock and drag him up to the stand. Probably. Anyway, <laughs> they're looking for September. Just saying. September. Yeah. Okay, we need to talk after. This. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a lot of convincing that's going to happen after this call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Odevs is uh, our local kind of like super group for uh, developers, and they have like an awesome Slack channel, and uh, they they helped me get my start. Um, they helped me with my meetup. Uh, and it's just uh, if you have something like that in your city, like don't be shy, uh, reach out and, and try and you know be a part of that community because it can be very, you know, critical for you getting that foot in the door and kind of, yeah. you know, becoming a part of uh, the development community. Yeah, so. absolutely. Or, I mean, to be honest, and we don't really have a super far reach, but um, you can always talk to one of us on uh, the Orlando Devs board as well. Um, some of us work remote um, and uh, we have uh, kind of friends in other places. So if we can help find you some resources, we'd love to do that as well. How many of you on the board? Um, there are. I literally have to count. <laughs> <laughs> Janelle's counting on her fingers right now. I um, really am. Uh, <laughs> I think there are nine of us. Okay. Ten of us. There are ten of us. I lie. There are ten of us. Okay. Yeah, we started off with like two people, three people, then four people, and then we boomed to ten. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, any other words of advice for uh, for anybody out there that's that's kind of in that boat where they're up and coming or they've been to a boot camp, or they're looking for that first job? Um, yes. Um, one, if you're completely in a remote city and you don't have, you know, a community around you, find an online community that you can be a part of uh, that can support you. Um, but if you can get out to a meetup and physically be there, be at a meetup regularly. Uh, choose, even if it's one meetup and that's the one that you go to, kind of like your religion, just go to that, that meetup, uh, constantly, um, help out, uh, with that meetup, uh, try everything in your power to just meet a new person every time you go to that meetup. And I promise it'll pay off. And then also keep coding. Um, just code constantly, like find something that you're, you know, excited about with code, right? That could be CSS or it could be, you know, AWS, like you're really excited about that and just, just go for it. Do, do it all out and, and, and live it up because I mean, it's going to be gone in the next year or two, right? Something else is going to pop up. So be an expert at something and get excited about it. Cool. Mm -hmm. So we also wanted to talk to you about uh, something that you're passionate about, which is uh, UX micro interactions. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) 
So uh, I had to kind of look that up whenever you brought it up. But uh, for anybody following along at home, can you just kind of explain what that even is? Yeah. Uh, micro interactions are my favorite thing in the world. And, uh, what they are are the very subtle things that, you know, an interface does, um, to let you know as a user that something has happened, right? Um, so the one that I like to, uh, tell people about the most is the trash can on a Mac. Gonna bring That's that up. like, it's the <laughs> best. It's literally, it's, I don't know any micro interaction that is as flawless as that trash can, right? It's, uh, you throw something away, it shakes a little, it, like, you can hear the trash being thrown away if you, you have your speakers on or your headphones on, and, and you can see the trash fill up. So there are multiple steps in that micro interaction that tells you as a user that you've thrown something away and it's in the trash can. Love it. <laughs> so that's like really cool as a user. Um, and maybe something that a lot of people take for granted. Yeah. yeah. So what's like the business value of, of doing stuff like that? Uh, yeah. So the business value for doing micro interactions is you get a lot more audience engagement. And I know that sounds like it's not measurable or anything like that, but uh, people who enjoy uh, being on your website or your application are are going to be happier and they're going to come back and they're going to tell people about your website and your application, right? Even if that's just, you know, uh, something that you're building for an Etsy shop or, you know, anything like that. Like, if people enjoy using it, they're, they're going to continue seeing it. They're going to want to show people, oh, look at this cool little thing or, hey, I bought my shoes at this place, right? And um, as much as, you know, having those small interactions might not seem uh, like a lot, they are really providing a huge value to the user that maybe the user doesn't even see themselves, right? Um, so yeah, I think that's a good a good business value for, for micro-interactions. What's, uh, like, something someone can incorporate to their site, like, right away, like a micro interaction yeah uh one of the best micro interactions i would say are hover effects so okay. yeah so anything like uh that you could do for your links or your buttons um are just really 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 uh pivotal uh for the user right it lets the user know hey my mouse is working which sometimes it it doesn't work right that's a thing um one my mouse is working Two, something is going to happen, right? I, and I know that if I click on this button, like, or this link, something will happen. And I will expect that if it is a link, that I will go someplace else. And if it is a button, I will be uh, transferred to something, right? Um, like maybe a modal will pop up or something like that. There will be a, an interaction that happens. Um, so doing something like, you know, maybe a shimmy, um, I, I, I just What's a shimmy? named this keyframe. Uh, so shimmy would be like to kind of like shake the button a little bit. Oh, I know okay. you can't see me do any of these things, but, uh, right. just kind of like when you hover over the button, the button kind of shakes a little bit, um, kind of like a salt and pepper shaker, you know, like when you shake it and the salt yeah. kind of moves a little bit, um, uh, that kind of like little interaction is really helpful. 
um, there's a really cool thing, uh, like a gradient hover, which I know you hate gradients so much. Yeah. Uh, well, not completely. <laughs> what is um, this? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm on the outside of this joke, so. <clears throat> so uh, I, we went, we had a, a, some. Well, we all went out afterward. I had a couple of drinks, and then I, I expressed my hatred for gradients. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just said that like people that just learn Photoshop use gradients like way too much though like gradients re- recently um some of the stuff that like cuz we're on different teams but um like the gradients you use are are aren't completely horrible other things <laughs> that that's are in that design are completely horrible but and I think you agree with me but yeah. uh <laughs> but yeah <laughs> gradients aren't completely bad you just got to know how to use them Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, there's like a I know that the one of the really cool hover effects that I really like is a gradient hover. Um, but I specifically like it on a white background with black text. So okay. <laughs> personally, uh, because otherwise you don't get the full effect of that that uh, that transition. So uh, the gradient hover is a like black text, typically large text, right? Um, as well, you don't want to use it on just random text. That's just, you know, an article or something like that. It's a little too much. Um, so it'll, it's large text. Um, and it'll hover to kind of highlight most of the word. It's really freaking cool, but it's a link. And so, like, that's how what it shows. Hey, this is a link, and I'm underlining. It's just really, a- really nifty. <clears throat> I have a code pen for it. Yes, uh, I was going to say, please cool. send me a code pen so I can yeah, put it in the show I can, notes. I can definitely put a code pen. Um Fun fact, one of the very first people that I've seen do it uh, worked at Skill Crush. So, um, okay. pretty cool stuff. Uh, but yeah, I saw, I'll definitely put it in the show notes. <clears throat> I do this on my own website um, with my blog and my portfolio uh, where I do like a little underline under my links. But I have it like faded. And when you hover, the, the line drops because... Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like really subtle, but when you do it, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. So Gradients I feel like it's it, cool if they're subtle. Uh, my, yeah. my thing was like people that just learn to use them, use them like they're like really abrasive and like in your face <laughs> and like just really horrible, like using purple to green. And then you get this muddy gray crap in the middle. <laughs> yeah. If you When you do this kind of thing, like I imagine it has to be done kind of tastefully and if you do too much you're kind of annoying the user at that point or you turn your website into like clown town (laughs) (laughs) and he was describing almost like a an oprah type of gradient situation like everyone can have a gradient um especially like he's definitely right uh when when things when people are really new at like design especially like when i because i can't do my job without a really awesome designer right like Designers are amazing and fantastic and wonderful, and I wish I could use color theory the way they do, um, because I can't. Eddie, <laughs> Eddie, help me out. What is color theory? They're amazing. Oh, um, well, I can send you a link after this. <laughs> um, they're, they're really just good like at it. knowing what colors go together well. Yeah. And like, if you're new to this, there are plenty of sites that, like, I was looking at one today where um, you just 
have a starting color and then they'll give you like colors that go well with it so you can lay out your entire like website and your theming and stuff like that your primary secondary tertiary yep. all those colors uh, so, so they we'll, all go together well we'll dig up a link for the show notes for that yeah uh, there's colors.co that's, that's the one i was one. on today <laughs> yeah i love it it's my yeah, favorite it's really one cool you, you like <laughs> what is it you, colors it's cool coolers like cool yeah. colors yeah, .co. yeah so you hit the space bar and it'll give you a different set of colors and then if yeah. you find one you like you click that one and keep hitting the space bar and it'll give you other colors that match with that that, that will yep. go well with that color and uh yeah because i was thinking about redesigning our um podcast website oh dope i'm excited yeah. yeah you should do it um, that's okay new. so it's <laughs> c-o-o-l-o-r yes yes <clears throat> that's interesting yeah. It is pretty cool. And then uh, the really cool thing about that is if you get like a, uh, like a sign-in and all that, like a login for colors, um, you can see accessibility patterns in it as well. So That's you can cool. see like, hey, does this person have, you know, do my users have uh, a kind of like color blindness? Um, so you could check and see if, hey, does this palette look good in every kind of accessible situation as well, which is awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I, I know you're big on accessibility as well. I do really like accessibility. <laughs> this, is, this is really cool. I'm checking out the uh, the site now. Yeah. And it'll just like generate a scheme for you. So you yep. can just like yep. press space and it'll cycle through. Yep. And like if you the, click a color you like, then it'll just generate the other colors to, that'll go well with that color. Yeah. Go for it. Lock it. Lock yeah, one. Yeah. Lock it. Exactly. Man, that's cool. Yeah, it's really right? cool. Well, I got one that's like popsicle colors. It's super bright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a being a, a a fledgling developer and trying to design something is like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So, How many garbage websites have you built lately? Lately? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, do, I think I average like one a week and I'm just like, oh, oh. and then I got to go through and fix it. And like when Eddie and I work together, I'd just be like, hey, Eddie. Look at this website. Yeah. Is this crap? <laughs> Eddie, be honest. <laughs> just, just bug the heck out of anybody with any kind of eye to like, tell me how, how bad is this? What, what, what do I need to change? Because there's yeah. a lot that goes into it. It's yeah. true. I, I think a lot of people should, should definitely write garbage as much as possible. Like just know that you're constantly writing garbage as a developer. Like even the code that you're writing professionally is, garbage by the next week you know, like, so, like, just know that like everybody writes garbage and it's totally fine um but i i get like super terrified of writing garbage uh and sharing it with the world so i just put it on code pen um and i pay for a code pen so i can just keep it private and never share and to <laughs> anyone ever so I'm, like this is my terrible uh thing that i built um like i have a pet rock because i was trying to make an elephant on code pen what that those yeah. two okay like so I'll, i i'm <laughs> lost <laughs> so i have this code pen that is it turned into a pet rock so it's literally a rock with legs because so i was trying to make an elephant out of pure css and it oh. didn't happen it is astonishingly ugly <laughs> what is I your to, uh I have what's your code this. pen name i gotta you look will, this up i'm not i will not even it's private now I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> it is atrocious 
Um, yeah, I would not. But yeah, just write garbage because it helps, right? Because now I know how to like, you know, you can turn a rock and... into an elephant, right? Exactly. So <laughs> it, it helps, right? Like writing garbage helps. I I, I love writing garbage. <laughs> yeah, I have a my code pen is full of like examples and stuff. Um, like, oh, I want to do something in view, so I'll I'll make like a tiny app in view, like on code pen, or the same thing in React or something. Yeah. And most of the time, it's not like all prettified with CSS. Like I might do some flexbox to kind of do a little layout magic, but otherwise it's not like super polished or anything. So like it works, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was the whole point of it. Like, look, I did it. And then moving on, you know, let me go. Build something else. <laughs> yeah. My new philosophy is, uh, make it look pretty, uh, because, uh, users care about pretty. They don't really care if it works. Which That's is kind good. of terrifying, right? Like, they initially care that it's pretty, and then afterwards they care if it works. Like, there's there's something what? to be said about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, just, I mean, that's just my current view. I'm sure it'll change tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be like, nope, make it work. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you definitely need both. Like, you can do and make, like, a React app and put it on your portfolio, but as soon as somebody opens it up and they're like, oh, what is this? And it's butt ugly. They're going to be like, Ugh, I don't know if I should hire this person. Yeah. Whereas if it's beautiful, but it has flaws, like they they'll probably be. It a little yeah, bit. exactly. Mm. Um, I've definitely done that, like opening up portfolios, even as a developer, like resume comes in. Okay, let me look at their portfolio. Ugh, it's ugly. Or, ooh, this is really nice. And then like I'll look at their projects. Hmm, that one isn't so great. But it looks yeah. good, you know, so there is that bias to it. Mm -hmm. So you can like definitely get by with some some decent CSS skills and some not so good uh, JavaScript skills. Yeah. yeah. And, and vice versa, too. You can get like, hey, this works, but it is we're we're not putting this person on anything uh, CSS. Like if they touch CSS, they're fired. <laughs> 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 yeah. And it, it kind of depends on what the job is, I think. Yeah. Like, if you're getting hired to write, you know, like, the back end of the front end uh, with, like, TypeScript and stuff, like, plumbing stuff for front end apps, maybe that's fine. But if you're getting hired, like, as a front end designer-ish developer, like, doing UX, UI kind of things, but also implementing them, you you can't skate on that kind of thing. Yeah. No. <laughs> gonna get a hundred percent fired <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay to get fired by the way like if you're if you get fired because uh, i've i've seen i have not gotten fired just fyi <laughs> maybe soon depending on this uh podcast um but, <laughs> um, but uh, it's okay no one at work listens to this oh that's sad <laughs> oh no depression we appreciate <laughs> your retweets uh when this goes live yeah um, we'll we'll do that um but uh and odevs will also do that because oh cool um so yeah i i definitely say uh for sure it's okay to get fired too so if you end up getting fired from like your first job or your second job like keep it moving it happens like it definitely also happens to junior devs more than it happens to like a lot of other people we um, we have an episode in the wings uh of somebody that got fired but we can't share it yet until they get uh, i'm yeah. i'm excited i'm excited it, it was a good episode there was a lot of uh a lot of heart-to-heart -heart learning kind of going yeah. on yeah definitely it's okay to get fired 
I hope I hope that person also realizes the awesome that happened of getting fired. Uh, it sucks, but you probably just uh, you keep it moving and you grow. Um, so yeah, I just also I don't know why I wanted to say that, but probably because I'm gonna get fired constantly. I don't <laughs> You're know. You're not gonna get fired. I'm always I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna get fired. Today is the day. I'm yelling across the entire office. I'm like, I'm going to, this you is, know, I hate this. I can I'm going to laugh from where I sit. <laughs> is that like an imposter syndrome thing? Um, yeah, I guess maybe. I don't know. Um, maybe. I I have never thought that I wasn't going to get fired for something constantly. I'm like, well, um, this week I spent the entire time in Jira and did nothing except for Jira things. So yeah, I'm going to get fired. I'm 100% <laughs> going to get fired for not delivering absolutely anything. <laughs> This week, so I, uh, I I sometimes spend some time like going down rabbit holes at work and don't get enough stuff like pushed, so uh, I feel that pain. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. It sucks. I, I do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is also like my first lead position too, and so I'm just like, well, all of them hate me, so my entire no, team they hates don't. me. Don't. And like there was one about? time I straight up cried in front of them. I was like, <gasps> I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, uh, maybe you can tell us. I know we kind of derailed from micro interactions. No, you're somebody, somebody out there's like, I came here for the micro interactions. <laughs> we'll um, come back. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll circle back to that. But first, like, can you tell us about what it was like to? take on a lead role from somebody that has been like a rank and file developer for a while. First, I want to uh, say no one hates her. I, I don't know <laughs> where that came from. Um, well, I mean the current, I'm not on current... her team, but like I, I know for a fact, but if he I... was, no, uh. <laughs> I mean, he'd be like, that might Janelle, be different. Yeah. That, that lady knows none of the things and I hate her. Um, yeah, it, it was really kind of, it was cool at first because like, yeah, lead position. And then immediately it was like, oh no, what did I do? Like, <laughs> what, why am I here? Um, so I was not the team lead when I first started this project. Um, and someone else was. And, uh, they were like, look, I can't, I'm, I'm not gonna do, I'm not going to lead three other people. So I'm, nope, sorry. <laughs> and so they're like, Janelle, you're the lead now. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so, and I just gotten back from a trip to Nicaragua um, that I had planned before I even got hired. And <laughs> I, I got back and I had like the stomach flu and it was like the worst. And I'm just like, this is my first day as lead and I am horrible and everything is terrible and everything's on fire and what did I do? So yeah, it's a, uh, it's kind of terrifying, um, but also kind of awesome because like I, and, and I say I cry a lot, uh, because I do and it's fine. And, uh, I think there's, I should be myself constantly, right? Like, if I'm having those feelings, I should cry. I should be happy. I should be excited. I should be mad. Um, but I get so happy that, like, my my team is doing so well, right? So they'll, you know, get a feature done. And, you know, I was expecting for them to do it in a week and a half. And they got it done in two days, right? And it, it fills my heart with so much joy. But then also we get things where we're dependent on a third party, um, you know, software and 
it, it takes months for for something to get through. And I can see them struggling and it makes me feel those struggles. And, you know, I try to take on the meetings for them so that they're not in meetings constantly and they can do that work. And um, it's just really different to go from, you know, hey, I'm just going to ship code. I'm, I'm going to have a ticket. I'm going to move the ticket and call it a day and and then get to a point where you're just like, these people are so awesome and I'm here to facilitate their awesomeness, right? Um, because, man, the three people that I, that are part of my team are just, they are way more awesome than I will ever be in my life. And I'm so <laughs> appreciative of, of them. They're, they're so awesome. And, um, gosh, I couldn't love them any more than if they were my own children, right? Like, they're just <laughs> amazing. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, really cool it's really hard but it's really fun and i i enjoy every second of it so yeah <laughs> any um any lessons learned from taking a lead position um one of the things that's really i guess hard for me um to grasp even now like every day is um i'm not going to always know the answer and that's sometimes really hard to come to terms with, right? Um, I might not know the answer because I didn't build that feature at all. So that's always terrifying for me, I think, is like, hey, I, I don't know the answer, but I know I can point you to the person who does, right? And I always feel, again, like that I'm going to get fired because I'm like, man, I don't know exactly what's going on with this modal here. Uh, don't know what's going on, so I'm gonna get fired. Um, but, I mean, the people who did do that modal and are in charge of that modal know what's going on, and they're doing amazing, and as long as, you know, I know that they don't have any blockers and that they can do their best job, then by all means, let it be their, their baby, right? So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, Maybe we can circle back to the micro interactions. Yay! Let's. <laughs> so I would love that. <laughs> do you do you do all that stuff with just CSS, or do you use like an animation framework, or what's like your weapon of choice for that kind of thing? Um, so typically, I use SAS. Um, just SAS is my favorite. Um, CSS is also my favorite. Just plain old CSS. Um, I have not used a animation framework at all in my entire life. Really. Um, yeah, I would like to maybe once, but I feel like I like diving through the, like CSS, you know, I like being able to like understand why things are broken and why it's not moving. And I like being able to go through the dev tools and, um, actually like using the dev tool animation, uh, things in there. So like Firefox has really awesome animation tooling. Um, I love using those things um, because I can see it actually working and I can see where I've made mistakes, whereas an animation like tool would just do it for me. And I don't know. I like going through that struggle bus. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say like because of you, I've looked at Firefox uh, dev tools a bit more and I, I, I really like them. 
<laughs> I know it, they're really good for CSS grid. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just looking at them, just as just looking at the the dev tools, just it it it's a little easier to look at and like see mm-hmm. the differences. And when you're hovering and stuff like that, it it's it's a little nicer. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a hundred percent nicer. Um, customization is also possible with Firefox Dev Tools, okay. uh, especially if you're using Firefox Dev Edition. Um, so that's the Firefox Nightly uh, as well. Um, and uh, so you can have like you know how it says like layout and computed, etc. You could also have like your type, uh, so having like fonts in there and being able to change them in your um, in your developer tools is okay. really really cool too. So like you can have like an editor essentially for uh, fonts like right in your browser, which is amazing. Um, uh, again, animations is probably my favorite. So the animation sections of Firefox Dev Tools is really cool. So you can stop and pause and then move the uh, the cubic bezier um, right there in your browser as well. And it's just, it's so seamless and wonderful. And um, if you are, if you know who Jen Simmons is, she works on those tools. And so she's really passionate about those, uh, the developers. So she's the person who's like, uh, done CS or layout land and th- things like that. Uh, she's amazing, amazing, amazing. And, and she works on this tooling and she drives this tooling because she knows what developers need because she's writing that code, right? She's, um, there, um, looking at the CSS constantly, right? Um, so I think she really puts a lot of passion into those dev tools, um, for herself, but also for, you know, for us as well, and I think that's pretty awesome. And so for that, I will use Firefox Dev Tools as long as they are developer first. And I think Chrome is a little lacking. They're getting there, I think for sure, but um, it's just a definitely a better experience on Firefox for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I've used the the Chrome Dev Tools pretty much exclusively, so I've I haven't even really aside from like, oh hey, did you know that. CSS Grid has good stuff in Firefox. That's like as far as I've gotten with it. So I'll have to check that out. Man. I mean, also, it's pretty rare for me to have to like test in other browsers um, when it comes to just having Firefox as my main development browser. Um, because if it works in Firefox, typically, typically it will work in every other browser. Of course, I'll check and make sure, but um, nine times out of time, it will work. Whereas when you use when you're using Chrome, things will break in Firefox, or things will break in Safari, right? Um, Firefox uh, is owned by Mozilla, and so Mozilla sets the web standards. So if you think about it that way, there, why not use Firefox, right? Um, right. They're just pretty great. Yeah, I used them. Um, I used <laughs> Firefox like a long time ago when it first came out. Uh, before Chrome, but I've since switched and kind of haven't gotten back to it. Yeah, same here. Take, literally, take a week and just use Firefox instead of Chrome as your browser. That's how I ended up using Firefox, was like, eh, I don't know, I don't like like Firefox, I'm not a fan, but I'll try it. So I, I downloaded Firefox Dev Edition, and I used it exclusively for a week, and I was like, "Why would I use anything else? This is incredible." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, 
uh, fell in love with it and I have not turned back. Like, I can't, like, I can't even figure out where the network tab is in Chrome anymore now. I'm like, what, what do you mean network? I don't know. What is that? I can't find it. Don't know where it is. <laughs> Show me this in Firefox. Don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really, really awesome for uh, micro interactions, especially, I think, um, because I can use those tools. But yeah. So getting back to animations, um, I know that like maybe some people will play with them as far as vanilla CSS and they kind of like they learn HTML and a little bit of JavaScript. And they're like, oh, I'm going to do some animations. But as soon as you hit like React or one of the front end frameworks, that kind of all goes out the window because of the re-renders and stuff. So mm -hmm. um, have you had to tackle that? And do you have like any tips on that if you don't like use a framework for that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, that's really upsetting and not fun. Um, so especially <laughs> with like loaders that are live on a site, because um, you have to catch it just right. So uh, typically what I'll do is I'll have it uh, slow down to like uh, 3G speeds or less, or turn off my internet entirely and just keep that loader on um, so that it's there forever as much as possible. And I can uh, animate it that way. Um, or I'll just grab it and put it into CodePen. Um, so that's with like loaders um, that just kind of show up um, in between. Like, let's say you have a, a div, right? And it has this content, a bunch of content. And um, that like before that content loads, you get that loader. Um, really animating that loader is just a, a pain sometimes. So I would definitely say use your, your uh, dev tools uh, to your advantage for sure there. Um, and also don't be afraid of making things SVGs because animating SVGs is a lot simpler than, uh, creating everything in CSS. So, um, animating an SVG is super dope. Um, Sarah Jasner has a book on it, um, talks about it a lot. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, what is another thing? I think you were, you were saying something before. What was it? I, I guess so I forgot. What kind of hangs me up with it is like, let's say you want to do a page transition mm -hmm. on something like React. And with React, like, how do you get... So it'll de-render a component and then render another component. But if you want to animate the transition between the two, like, that all of a sudden becomes a massive problem. So you have yeah. to use things like React Transition Group and that sort of stuff, so... Um, that's yeah. where people get into like React Spring and Pose and all that stuff. And that's like such a, a nice to have thing that, you know, most people probably never get to it. So if you've got any tips for that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I would say in frameworks, you're going to have to use the libraries that are in your advantage, right? Like because, um, for example, um, Vue has one. Uh, Adam Jar actually just um, released a... Um, tutorial on how to animate using Vue. Um, Adam Jar from uh, Vue Mastery. I think it just came out Wednesday, so yesterday. Um, and yeah, so he, he's he got some really great tips on how to do uh, those kinds of uh, page transition animations um, that you're talking about. But yeah, when you're, when you're using a framework like that, you really do have to kind of like... Um, look at the tools that you have um, at your disposal um, when animating. Um, so uh, the last job I had was Ember. 
And the tool that we use there for animating page transitions is Ember Wormhole. Um, so that's a really, yeah, it's called a wormhole. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's kind of awesome, but it's also kind of terrible. <laughs> well, uh, Ember Wormhole was a really cool way of like showing modals, for example. Um, that was really cool. Um, there's a really awesome talk about it. I will link it to you. Um, I'll send it your way if you don't mind. Um, it's really, really cool. And then uh, there's, I think it's called Fire Animations as well. Um, because um, you essentially with Ember, you want to mostly animate in CSS and SAS, but uh, anything that's going to be like page transitions again are, are going to be a little bit tricky. So you kind of have to like do a combination of, I, I, it's been like now a whole six months that I haven't used Ember. So please, <laughs> please don't hate me. Has it been that um, long? I think it's, it has been that long. It's really kind of, wow. I helped someone with Ember the other day. Like they asked for questions. They're like, Hey, I don't know how to do this thing. And it was kind of weird how easy it came back to me. I was like, Oh, just do this and this and this. And I was like, who is this? Who am I? Um, but, <laughs> what is uh, Ember? Just tell us. Oh, Ember it. is the framework that no one ever talks about. Yeah. Everyone talks about <laughs> React and Vue and Angular. And Ember's like, Hey, I do things too. I'm pretty cool. And I got a really awesome hamster. It's kind of um, brought up in the same breath as like Backbone. Yeah. I, I mean, and it's really, it's not a terrible framework um it, it's not even that bad um it is meh, but it's not bad right like it's um it has its purpose and it has its use and it's very opinionated very much like ruby um so it and it has a lot of magic as well so it does things for you that you're like oh man i didn't have to write all of that out that's amazing um so ember is pretty dope um and just got a like I think about a year ago, just got angle bracket invocation. So you know all that cool stuff that you all have been doing with uh, React with uh, your JSX. Mm-hmm. Yep, Ember just got it. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's how cool Ember is. Well, Ember really likes the cool thing about Ember is that um, they do wait a really long time and see how the community likes a certain thing before they implement it. So their RFCs aren't like, hey, we're going to break stuff. It's more like, hey, we're thinking about doing this in two years. Are you guys cool with that? Um, so <laughs> um, it's they're really, really nice people. And uh, it, it's it's just like a slower pace uh, framework, if that makes sense. So if you want a really, really, really big application, uh, very, very big, like a monolith, I would definitely say Ember is a, definitely a contender. Um, because it's so opinionated, so it's very hard to write bad Ember code. Um, hmm. Yeah, so if that helps anyone between deciding uh, between the frameworks, it's it's really easy to write bad React code. It's really easy to write bad Vue code. Um, it's really really easy to write bad Angular code. I do it every day, uh, <laughs> and but like with Ember, it's kind of hard. Like. You have to really not want to do Ember to get it wrong. Um, so, yeah. But, um, so yeah, the, they all kind of have, all those frameworks kind of have their own, um, like, libraries that they use to animate. And I would definitely say use them and abuse those docking, the documentation for sure. Um, but if try, try as you will, do SVGs and as much as possible and CSS. 
So if you're not doing like a big, bad page transition kind of thing that might necessitate uh, pulling in a, a library like that, um, it, as far as I know, like the kind of de facto way to do it is to add and remove classes. Is that kind of typical for like animating a specific element on the page or? Yeah, um, you can do that, which is, um, it depends on what you're doing, right? Um, but adding and removing classes is it definitely um, a way to do it. Um, another way is to use, uh, uh, I'm so sorry, but CSS state machines. <laughs> um, what the heck is uh, that? Oh, well, <laughs> I know who we need to talk to for that. I, I know, David, uh, <laughs> David Korshid. But yeah, he talks about uh, CSS state machines. I will also send you that link. Um, please, please give me a link to all the links I need to send you, by the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, he has, he explains it really, really well, uh, where essentially you have an inactive state and you toggle between the inactive state and the active state. And that's, you know, where you see the transition happening, right? So an inactive state will look this way. An active state will look this way. An active state, you know, that is, you know, a warning, right, will look this way. And then you can see that transition kind of happening a little bit better. Um, yeah, it's really, really dope. Um, it's also a really good way to test, fun fact, the way that you do CSS state machines. Um, so if you're using a data attribute um, as a data test, you can also test that way, which is really cool. Um, that's my preference in testing. Uh, we usually end every show with a, a little segment called Nerd Minute where we talk about like books or games or comics or whatever. I so uh, is there anything that you're into lately? Lately? Oh gosh. Um, okay. Wait, you check, you should go first. Cause I have to think about this. Uh, Eddie, you got any picks? I always <laughs> go first. You go first. The only thing I could say is like, I, I really like mind hunter and, Oh uh, yeah. That, I'm like, I have a episode and a half left. Yeah. So uh, um, I, I've been saving it. Also, uh, as far as anime, I've, I've been watching uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba, which is like Demon Hunter Blade or something in English. Okay. Wow. And uh, that one is really, really slick looking animation. Um, so they do a lot of like computer graphics stuff in it, but they made it look good somehow. So okay. uh, you, you don't typically see that with anime. I would bring up, uh, did you hear the news about Spider-Man and Sony and Disney? Mm -hmm. I did. That was disappointing. Yeah, it is. I hope that changes. Yeah, maybe Disney can just buy Sony. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they they own everything else. Why not, right? Yeah, right. Our mouse overlords. (laughs) (laughs) We we can talk smack about Disney because we live pretty close to Orlando. Yeah. And and Disney World and all that. Um, Hmm. I don't have anything that's super nerdy right now. Um, like at least recently, I can tell you some nerdy things that I have. Um, sure, give, give me your favorite. Are recent. Uh, so I am a roller skater. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's a uh, pretty pretty fun. And so uh, at our house, we um, have a QR code. Uh, to get to the Wi-Fi, so we don't we don't actually uh, post our Wi-Fi password. We change it very frequently, so we don't want people to really have um, access to it. So, but we do have like this really cool painting um, 
that is our QR code for uh, okay. our Wi-Fi. And so you can uh, QR it, and it actually has a skating person in the middle. And it's a pretty cool, dope, little nerdy thing um, on how to get into our Wi-Fi, which is kind of my favorite thing ever right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I've recently bought uh, many board games uh, because... I also have a very tall uh, shelf. It's about the height of me, I guess. So I guess it's tall. Um, well, really. I'm short. I'm 5'1". Yeah, but it's say, a I'm shelf. Really. Full of <laughs> it's a short shelf. Yeah, um, it's a very short shelf, but it's completely full of like board games. And uh, it's pretty awesome. And I'm, yeah. What's your favorite board game? Ooh, um, I think my favorite, favorite, favorite board game is... Think Mysterium Yuri. is yeah. Mysterium is my so favorite. Give me, give me the Eli Five of what Mysterium is. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, so. There is a person who can't talk at all in the game, and they have to essentially uh, show everyone who killed them. Right? They're the ghost, and everybody um, is trying to guess who who killed them. So it's like adult clue and it comes with the soundtrack. Like you can actually listen to the soundtrack while you're playing it. And it's like, it's so cool and so fun and it's beautiful uh, to the point where, um, you know, when I have friends over to like drink and play the game, I'm like, if you get one drop of water on on anything, I will murder you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's very beautiful and I love it. So coasters of the rule at janelle's house um, yeah well i mean when we're playing mysterium any other time i, I mean it's free for all <laughs> cool so um that's all i've got um eddie you got anything else no i would say janelle's weird and she doesn't use a mouse i don't yeah she's has what do you use the touchpad trackpad i do she I bought use a, a trackpad pad to use outside of the laptop yeah that's that's kind of like, it's weird, right? I respect that you do your own thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Go ahead and uh, if you have any like uh, any way to, for people to contact you, if you could go through like your Twitter and all that stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, cool. Yeah. So my Twitter is at Nellaro, N-E-L-L-A-R-R-O. Um, that is also my everything. So if like, it's probably my email. It's all the things. So um, but yeah, I am, uh, you can DM me, uh, follow me. Um, I don't know. I'm really okay with having my phone number out usually. So just probably DM me for my phone number and I will probably text you. Um, uh, also Slack. So if uh, you're on Slack, you can also find me at Nellaro. Um, and by find me at Nellaro, really, it's just, if you put Nellaro in the chat, it'll highlight it and I'll get a DM that says hello uh you somebody messaged you um but yeah nella wrote all the things cool anything uh anything else going on that you want to share or anything you want to promote um sure um i'm going to a roller skating camp uh next weekend and i will be gone in pennsylvania doing roller skating things uh, so that's pretty cool and then my second thing is i will be speaking at odevs next month Um, and then I guess the last thing is I will be emceeing the flashback conference next year. 
So oh, that's what you're doing. That. I was going to ask what you're talking about. Yeah, I I have not given a conference talk in over a year, and um, I'm happy with that. Uh, giving <laughs> you, conference talks are terrifying. Are you guys still taking um, like submissions and stuff? I think so. I'm not entirely sure. I'd have to. Uh, talk to Brian Rinaldi about that, but uh, he's remote synth on all the things. If you want to chat with him, but okay, yeah, cool. Well, yeah. thank you so much for joining us and uh, telling us your story and sharing all your advice. Yeah, yay! Thanks, Thanks for having me. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Tech Junior. Head on over to our site at techjar.dev for show notes and past episodes. While you're there, click subscribe to get an email from us once a week with the latest episode and some other goodies. You can also follow us on Twitter at TechJR Podcast. You can follow me personally at Lee Warwick Jr. and Eddie at ED0TER0. Next week, we're going to be talking to Amelia Bennett, who is a true blue data scientist. Um, And she is way smarter than Eddie and I. So uh, it's a a pretty interesting episode that we've got for you. I hope you enjoy it. Also, if you have any questions for us or want to make suggestions, um, want to get us uh, to interview you or somebody else that you uh, are a fan of or follow on Twitter or something like that, uh, you can email us at uh, techjrpodcast at gmail.com. So uh, send that in. All right. That's uh, that's all I've got this week. So uh, take care. <laughs>